Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. Today on the show is Patrick O'Leary, aka I Have a Tribe, who have just released their second album, Changing of the Guard. It's really lovely, the kind of album that suits the seasons going from summer into autumn. I find it really uplifting, joyous, you know, all of the good descriptors. Siobhan Kane writes in her review of the album for the Irish Times, the title song frames O'Leary's rich vocal well, and complemented by piano, we hear about what is written in the scripture, written in your face. Café and its sloping drums sound like Anoni mingling with Jacques Brel, and Teddy's song reaches back to a more mellow place, with nice trumpet from Connor O'Brien echoing the jazz inflections on Fly Like a Bird. Patrick was at the People Festival in Berlin in 2018, which you might have heard about. It's kind of like Sounds from a Safe Harbour, a whole heap of musicians and creatives together in the Funk House in Berlin, collaborating and making music. Russ and Gano family were there. They were on Macaulay Culkin's podcast, Bunny Ears. That was recorded at the Funk House or at that People event. If you want to hear a little bit more about what it was like, maybe an Irish perspective on it with Russ and Gano family. Kind of a funny interview, if I remember correctly. I guess that's what you'd expect from Macaulay Culkin. Anyway. Patrick was there and it sounds like it really helped get the ball rolling on this album. All of the musicians coming in and out. That's literally almost how one of the tracks on the album was recorded. Patrick will tell us about that during the interview. The majority of Changing of the Guard was recorded with producer Will Seeger in Berlin with additional live recording with a full band in Dublin. Per the press release, on Changing of the Guard, O'Leary translates his everyday engagement with life into his music. And at the centre of this collection of songs is our humanity and all the weaknesses and wonders that come with it. Ivor Tribe have some live dates coming up. They play Westival in Mayo with Gemma Hayes on October 29th. A headline show at Whelan's in Dublin on November 10th. And they're doing the London Irish Centre on November 16th. Coming up on the podcast, Patrick talks us through the album, the creative process, what it was like finding the beginnings of the record in Berlin, and then we talk through it track by track, touching on loads of different things along the way. I love this conversation. I loved Patrick's honesty as well. I think you will too. You can buy Changing of the Guard at ihaveatribe.bandcamp.com. Here's Patrick O'Leary, aka I Have a Tribe on The Point of Everything. Sunlight is good today and I kiss my hat and I kiss my face and you kiss my face too and I love you and every soul got a natural flow if you let this glow and you keep on loving keep on living yeah you keep on loving keep on I don't know, is this an easy question or a hard question to start with, but why is the new album called Changing of the Guard? Oh, okay. Um, Did you ever come upon a phrase and you're drawn to it and then 
like you're with it for so long you maybe forget the first reason you were drawn for it not to or, or maybe it can change like the reason you're drawn to it but I can't remember the book it was in I was reading a book and it was just a little turn of phrase in it I think why it maybe is related to the the music or to me in terms of a changing of the guard of maybe outlook well maybe musically first you know a bit more color a bit more groove in it a bit more movement in it um so these kinds of changes but then maybe with me myself like my own approach in terms of maybe a bit less pressure maybe a bit less just kind of a bit more willing not to put too many expectations on an experience or make things a bit lighter maybe just these little changes i suppose i kind of often geez we've gone straight in anyway here we go i kind of often wonder about like there's different parts of yourself do you know the way maybe with your with certain people certain parts of you come alive or in certain company certain story comes out a certain way and these different selves that are in you can be fun can be interesting and you know the changes of the guard might be a different self being out front at different times or, or a different energy all these kind of changes but movement maybe is the closest word uh, all kinds of movement in it and and that could be musically or that could be outside of music or it could be outside of you and I saw it a long time ago the phrase and I just yeah I just sort of put it in my pocket and kept it yeah yeah um it's it sounds like the songs are maybe happier kind of thing than the debut i was just listening to the debut yesterday and then listening to the new album and it felt like maybe there is kind of like a more upbeat sound i don't know is that is that something that you were going for maybe or am i just completely wrong well, you're, yeah you're not completely wrong no uh and i haven't listened to the the previous one in a long time yeah, I guess so. I think there that wasn't it wasn't an intentional thing. I wouldn't say to go in and let's make this kind of one, or I want it to be this way. I think that just happened. I made it with a friend of mine, and we have a good we have a good friendship and a good movement and a good energy between us. So I think a lot of that lent itself to it. It's very playful, and it was very instinctive. And let's try this was the main thing. And that's kind of, that's how it came about to sound that way, I think. I think we did very little talking, actually, during recording. Do you know, we would just play it, and that was fun, yeah. Yeah, that that sounds like it almost goes against, like, the principles of a lot of musicians, you know? Like, you've really got to talk it out. You've really got to, like, uh, think of every little strand of a song. Yeah, I think that's when I get in my own way, because you can do that endlessly. And for some kinds of music, and you know, I'm not, there's definitely not one way that's better than another way and stuff, but, but the one that I'm attracted to is quite, it's quite like, yeah, let's, let's play. And I, even with the, like with say the musicians I'd play with, that would be the way, you know, we'll rehearse and we'll get things ready, but we'll always leave a good bit of room for, you, you might play it a different way. There might be a different feeling in the room or there might be someone in the room that's bringing so you know you've no idea and i think it's nice to respond to that rather than try and force a thing into somewhere else that, it, that it's not wanting to go it sounds like the album maybe even those ideas that you're talking about kind of start or take root in berlin at the people festival in 2018 am i, am I right in thinking that you were over there with like 100 plus other musicians all in different rooms around the place and just making music together almost yeah so 
I'd say seven or eight songs on the album are from myself and my friend Willie in a you know in in a certain sessions and then a couple from yeah one from that festival you're talking about and one from Dublin but the one from that festival that would have yeah it was just lots of musicians walking around playing and and I didn't know that was being recorded actually that the one it's called fly like a bird so that would have just happened because an engineer stuck his head out of a room and said I'm trying to record a piano will you play it for a minute so I did and I ha- I happened to sing while I was doing it and then he afterwards said oh I recorded that is that okay and he played it back on the speakers and then someone else was walking by and heard it and said oh can I play on that and that's how it, that's how that song happened so maybe there's also the thing when you're not sitting down to record and I gotta get it in this take and that sort of feeling when that's absent as well that can give the song you know a certain feel I suppose it's kind of that feeling a lot of the time I suppose because I think I've Certainly other times I was recording the moment it was, okay, this is the take we need to record. You become kind of serious or you become kind of precious uh, about it and careful. And I didn't really want them things to rule the direction of it. Just on this album, you you were thinking about that or was it on the previous album as well? Were were you kind of like a little more serious on that first album do you think I think so yeah, yeah. now I couldn't be sure but I, I do remember doing lots of takes of stuff and then probably using the first one you know it's quite maybe you know so there's a little bit of fear in that I suppose or there's perfection all these kind of things you know and I don't really do it at other places in my life which is interesting I don't I don't get too caught up on the perfect way or the the right way elsewhere so I kind of stopped and thought well why am I doing that with music then because that's definitely a place where I you know it's not what's really leading me you know you mentioned the person that you you make the songs with who who is that Willie Willie Seeger is his name and we met just because I had a day off and I, I booked a studio to go in and record some things and he was the engineer and at one point he said um if I have an idea, would it be okay to share it? I remember he said that. And I said, yes, please. And he shared his idea. And I thought, well, that's that's lovely. Let's do that. And so then we just made an album. That was <laughs> as easy as that. You know, when you meet someone and you get along very easy, same humor, same, similar, not the same instinct musically, but similar. Yeah, it was just fun. It was just, it just was really good. So it's really good to work with him. So we yeah, we just kept going. That's what I, I find so interesting talking to people who are kind of solo artists. Like I would think of you, I have a tribe as a solo act, but then there are these other people kind of behind you as well, aren't they? That you are collaborating with that are feeding you ideas almost that kind of help you along the way. Yeah, it's interesting. It's only recently even outside of the musical part of it the experience of oh you're you're not a band and maybe three or four weeks ago I rang Daniel Daniel's in the scratch he's a great friend of mine and uh we were just chatting on the phone and he kind of said well it's different for us we're a band you know there's four of us so when something 
is going a certain way and it's great. It's, you know, we enjoy it this way. Or when something is you're trying to figure out or something doesn't work or something, you don't get a thing or whatever, you know, there's always four of us to share that experience. Whereas you said, it's kind of different when it's, you know, it's just you and you're trying to, you're, you're trying to do all of the different bits and pieces. But I kind of came away from, I remember at the end of the phone call, I said, and this is only a month ago, I said, can I ring you every uh, couple of weeks as if we're in a band, you know? to let you know I'm getting it. So yeah, of course. So I have three or four friends like that who are maybe they're also just solo artists or maybe they're in a band. But I talk to them as if we're in a band together. And I found it helped the last few weeks. Claire Sands as well, you know, Claire. Oh yeah, Claire is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Just nice energy to talk, you know, uh, and all of a sudden you're not kind of on your own in a thing. So yeah, it's interesting. I do play with you know, it's often a similar group of musicians that I play with in the band or if I'm recording certain things. But the fact that, yeah, I guess that they're my, that it's, that's me, it's it's something I need to, would probably be better at keeping an eye on, you know, just because you're not in a band doesn't mean you can't talk to lots of musicians all of the time. That's great. That sounds like such a good idea. I mean, particularly when we're so kind of uh, social media focused, kind of like uh, Twitter, Instagram focused, you know, you, you only see the good parts, but it's it's a good idea talking to people actually on the phone. It almost sounds like an alien idea, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or even meeting them for a coffee. Because <laughs> I find when you were chatting with Kui de Barra, like I found even listening to that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what she means. And it's nice. And things like that kind of, which I suppose are also different from social media. You know, that's different from seeing her, you know, flying around somewhere on a scooter, which is also good. But it was nice to hear, actually, just her talking for a while. I don't know, like, I guess a month or two ago, it just something prompted me to just ring. Do you know what prompted it, actually? They, I had seen that or Vicker Street or something that sold out really quick for the scratch. I rang him out of excitement, actually. It just sounds fucking great. And I was thrilled. And then we we talked. We ended up then talking for a good, a good long time on the phone. And it was kind of after that I realized that was really lovely, actually, to talk about, you know, not just talk about music, to talk about everything and how you're getting on with it. And, you know, this bit is fun to try or just anything. But it was you suddenly... Yeah, less kind of in your own head trying to figure out something, you know. Mm, yeah, that sounds great. Who knows? Maybe there'll be some some uh, seeds are being sprinkled in these conversations. You might hear fruits of them in the years to come. But yeah, the Scratch are doing so great at the moment. I saw them in the tiny Debarras down in Clannacilty uh at christmas time last year it was almost their christmas party like it was unbelievable to see them in such a small space and then i saw them at all together now in the five thousand capacity tent and it was just like how are they doing this there's just like no stopping them they're they're a force to be reckoned with yeah it's brilliant i think it's i i just i like the intention behind it a lot and even yeah I have a tendency to maybe overthink things in terms of, again, it was like when I said earlier, outside of music, I wouldn't really find myself too caught up in the right way or the wrong way or the, you know, the right thing to do. But I'd catch myself at it with music. Maybe it's because, you, you know, 
I don't know what others' experiences are, but just overthinking what to release or what to what way to put a thing out or all this kind of thing. And it's very refreshing then to talk to Dan because it's just the opposite of that. I even remember years ago, uh, like a record label person kind of approached both of us like separately, you know. And after a couple of weeks, Dan was like, yeah, they're not doing it and I'm done. I'm gone. Do you know? And just kept going. Whereas it took me six months. I was kind of would take longer to, oh, maybe there's something there. You know, I just enjoy his attitude of I'm going like I move. Are you coming or not? And it's fine if you're not, but, I, but I'm going. I like the way they apply that. It's cool. It's really, it's really lovely. Let's talk through the album. Let's see. Uh, let, let's try and overthink the album, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i give you one word answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, that, that'd be a quick podcast there. I made a promise to a stranger To be a perfect kind of slave Before the century's dead You'll get it back is what she said Because you gave it all away You know how much I love my mother Now wear my father's father's hat It fill my head with softness I am the keeper of this Safe haven that I always have Changing of the Guard, so the, the opening song. It's also the longest song on the album as well. Maybe tell me the idea behind this song. Does it kind of explain everything that we're going to hear over the next 40 minutes or so of the album? I think with a lot of them, well, maybe with this one, maybe you can take it whichever way you'd like to. I know that when I sing it, that's with a few of them. It might mean a different thing, achievement. And it's funny that I've spent so long talking about trying not to have a pursuit of perfection. And I just remember that one of the lines says there is a passage to a perfect place. But I don't think it, I think it it's it's more about the passage to it than the the place. Yeah, same thing. Like if if what I said earlier about there's different selves in us that come out in different company or there's different I like in Irish um, do you know Robbie Kitt actually mm-hmm. uh, yeah the DJ uh, yeah so I remember Robbie speaking once about how in Irish a feeling is on you rather than you're the feeling so or the or whatever the feeling is it's kind of on you and it will move on again and it's different in my head than I am this because then suddenly that's all you can be so 
Does that make any sense? Is that a bit roundabout? No, no, I, I, I get you, I get you. Yeah, I, it kind of, uh, it, it, I can see how it relates to, to the song itself. Yeah, if you take a walk and there are different clouds above you, and each different cloud is a kind of a feeling or an emotion or whatever, and then they move because a breeze comes or a day changes or something happens. And I think what I what maybe I was getting at in terms of there's a changing of the guard inside my heart, but I'll keep the same face. Maybe I've changed from feeling a certain way to another way, but I, I look the same. That's, I guess, what that's getting at. And I think there's like there is there is a line in that tune towards the end of of being grateful for the journey. I think that's quite maybe present throughout all of the songs. Like I'm glad of it, even if there was whatever kind of ways there were on a journey to be glad of it, like to be glad to have had the journey and, and, and who you meet, who it brings you to. And I think that's, it's quite a grateful song actually, now that I, talk about it out loud I don't do this often so maybe I'll surprise myself about the journey like it's about enjoying it while you're on the way as well I suppose isn't it rather than just like intent on reaching the destination yeah because if you bring that back to and in, like in a different context that's what was frustrating or affecting me myself looking six months ahead or a year ahead or trying afraid to take step number one because you don't have steps two three and four lined up which is why it's attractive to talk to dan who's just like i'm jumping i know step one and and we'll see and i think that's more fun and that's more alive yeah to be whatever is on whatever bit of a step to find what um to find something in it and i know that sounds a bit i don't mean that to sound preachy or patronizing because it's not easy and it's, it's not easy for me like but yeah, there's something in every step, I suppose. Cafe is the second song. I'm wondering just how personal are these songs? It does sound like you talking about the opening track, that they are very much about you. Are there stories in them as well that are maybe less personal? or? Yeah, they'd be borrowed stories. Cafe is probably more of a borrowed one. There'd be bits of me, you like mostly they're all of me. That's probably the one that's a bit more borrowed, I'd say. You wear your hair up in this shape around your neck. I'll wait outside until my memory won't forget. Cause I am too eager and too easily upset. Because the bed beneath stopped moving while I slept You made it very clear No business being here I filled the picture up And I filled my empty cup Tell me about how the writing is for you lyrically Because it does seem like it's quite a lyrics heavy album maybe i'm not sure if you'd agree with that i'm not sure if i would agree with that either but like are, are you writing like reams and reams of stuff and trying to like uh you know m match it to the right song or something or are you writing just these are all the lyrics i need for this particular song uh i would write 
lots of stuff and keep them around. But in terms of the song, most often it would it would just be all at once. I wouldn't say write a, a melody and then go looking in notebooks for things that might fit it. I know some, some do that, which sounds fun actually. I would tend to, do you know what, it would be a little bit like maybe one line comes with that, that has its melody and has its words and I might write that down and then it's kind of, it's sort of like, well, it's all, it's all there now. I just have to sort of find the rest of it. It's like you found the last sentence of a book and you're just writing the rest of it back in. It definitely comes all at once. It's quite instinctive. And it seems to me, it's a funny feeling, but it seems to me once I have one line, I have 20. Just have to, it's like following clues. <laughs> I haven't said this out loud either. Yeah, let me think of a, the only song that's come to mind is one that it's a newer one that's not on the album. But for instance, there was a line at the very start that said, I looked in, I looked in all of the usual places under the bed and behind the piano, inside my head and at all of my faces. I spoke to grief and he said that you'd left. I think that came out. This idea of I was looking for you and I looked here and here and here. And instead of speaking to, you know, a person, I spoke to grief and he said that you'd left. So then all of us, then it kind of opens up and it's right. Well, I'll go and speak to confusion and I'll go and speak to these figures. But where are they? So then it's a game to me, you know. <laughs> uh, so then it's, oh, well, I looked out, out in the cold and, and behind the TV and inside my soul and, you know, all of these different places. But from the very start, once the little idea is given to you of, I looked everywhere and I couldn't find you. And the, the melody is going around in my head. Then all I have to do is follow, okay, where am I going looking and who am I meeting? It's, it's very exciting. It's great fun. Like the last one I know that happened like that was, ju yeah, just the idea comes and you, I just find somewhere to sit and play or something. And then, um, yeah, you just, you're just playing with it and following it really. Teddy's song. I believe that Conor O'Brien is on this track, uh, playing some trumpet, as, as is his want. I think he's uh, he's really uh, enjoying that side of things at the moment. Is he just a, a good friend that you wanted to have on the album, that you wanted to play with? I'm sure that you've made music with him in the past. Yeah, similar to the other one. He just, I think I had sent him some songs. I was trying to pick ones to play. Yeah, I, I don't know. He had, he had heard a few songs and he just he just said, oh, do you want trumpet on this one? Can I can I play in this one? So I said, of course, yeah, it was lovely. I feel a strong sense that we know when to put up a hand. I feel a strong sense that we know when we went to the top of the land. I feel a strong sense that we know when to put up a hand. I feel a strong sense that we know when we went to the top of the land. Sweet 
you, you played with him last year as well, didn't you? You supported him late last year, I think, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, he was in Mayo, he was in Cork, just on a few of the Irish ones, yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, do you know what, actually? So one of the nights in Cork, maybe, where he was singing, he, he said, oh, do you want to sing this one with me? I think it was Trick of the, it was Trick of the Light. It's brilliant, and I was really excited. And then when it kind of, like two minutes before singing it, I got so nervous and he was he was laughing at me. No, we did the sound check and I forgot all of the words. And I was like, I like I because I know the song so well and I listen to it all the time. And he just started laughing at me because he knew it it would be fine when we were actually singing it. And but I just uh yeah, when you listen to a thing a lot and then suddenly you're singing it, it's funny how I started thinking. I thought I remember thinking, I better not forget the words, and then I obviously forgot all of them. But his reaction was great. He just started laughing. So we were fine in the actual gig. But yeah, he was great. And it was, it, was, it was great to have him playing trumpet on, on Teddy's song. I thought that was lovely of him. Was that um, kind of almost an instinctive thing? Did you give him any kind of uh, notes that you wanted him to hit or ideas that you wanted him to hit? No, probably because, you know, like I like what he does in his own stuff a lot. So, you know, I thought it better just to to say yeah do what you want yeah connor seems like the kind of guy it it sounds almost like what you're describing yourself as trying to be easier in the world or with music or something that you're trying not to let it weigh too much on your shoulders i feel like connor was kind of doing that maybe for a little bit but then suddenly i don't know what happened or when exactly it happened, but he seems like he's so happy enjoying making music at the moment, making all types of different music as well. Yeah, I think the, the making all types of different music is an interesting one because I found that um, I might have loads and loads of music ideas, but they kind of wouldn't go anywhere because they weren't I Have a Tribe stuff. And it would only, again, like recent enough, a couple of months ago, it just sort of dawned on me. Isn't that one of Connor's? Yeah, dawning on me. <laughs> Funny how that happens. But, but, you know, there's so many places where you can play with these music ideas. So, like, there was a friend of mine doing something up in Sligo. And uh, they needed, you know, mu- or to, someone to sing at it or to, you know, I was doing, I guess, kind of I have a tribe thing at it. But there was also something going on at this thing where they, they needed to curate certain music for certain moments during the few days. And I was, we were, it was up kind of around Yates country. And it was also near where I had seen Leonard Cohen singing before. And I kind of had all these arrangements of, of a Leonard Cohen tune or of, of a, a piece of music I had made. And I had the Yates poem going over it and all of this stuff that was nothing to do with I Have a Tribe, but, has, but it was just music or creating something for, for itself sake. And so I remember saying them to them, oh, can I do this? Or could, could I write this for somebody to sing? Or could I, you know, different kinds of music. And yeah, you're right. Like Connor just pops up in lots of places, doing lots of, you know, playing with lots of different people. Yeah, I'm probably just getting towards that now of realizing how much fun that is. And it takes a bit of the pressure off or it takes a bit of the heat off this album in a funny way, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, because I found like, you know, the last week when I was doing this other thing, I wasn't so caught up in this, you know, 
thinking about a thing that you can't do anything, you know, it's, it's done. Well, let's continue talking about it. The fourth track is called Vitruvian Man. What is a Vitruvian Man? I feel like this is something maybe I should know. Yeah, I love that you didn't Google it, though. I know. I, I was thinking about it. I was like, no, I'll just I'll just see, yeah. see if uh, we can get it here. Do I have him on? He's on the back of one of the Euro coins. He is, you know, Da Vinci's a perfectly balanced figure. So you'd see him. I know you can't see this on a podcast, but the arms kind of at 10 and 2 o'clock. Yeah. And then also the other, you know, the perfectly balanced frame. So I guess it was designed for when he was studying the anatomy and the perfect way to draw a human or the, all of the dimensions balanced. That's the Vitruvian Man. And it was in Dublin, actually. The sketches of it were in Chester Beatty Library, which I went in to see them. Yeah, for some reason, it just had a big effect on me. And also because it's not real. It is real if you draw a perfectly formed, you know, physical human being or whatever that is. I don't know what that might be. But in my reality, like, I'm a long way from that, you know, physically or um headwise or any kind of way you know this thing of i suppose it's that perfection thing again that keeps popping up but i think that one came out of well i'm not that you know and i actually i don't really know anyone who is and isn't that great that's a lot more interesting because i'm not that i have i make all of these mistakes or i make all of these decisions which maybe weren't the best ones and and that's okay um so that's that's that can be yeah it's a very much a friendship kind of song i suppose or a self-compassion kind of song or yeah that's that one what are the ideas maybe behind some of the tracks that we've heard uh on the album so far like you saying i think i long for something close to heal the hole in my heart uh, on mm. the Vitruvian Man. Are these mm. breakup songs? Are these kind of songs that you're using to heal? Are you uh, th- thinking ab- about that uh, when you're writing them, singing them? I took a walk today and I spoke with a man. He asked me to meditate and see a higher plan, but I got caught up and drank alone by the park. I think I long for something close to heal this hole in my heart. I'm not, now that you say it, I would reckon the Vitruvian Man song was written before a lot of the other ones, which is interesting. Not really breakup songs, no. Um, More keep moving songs. That like I have a little like when where I work here I have the whiteboard things you can stick on the wall for ideas but I have keep moving written on the top of it and I think this kind of longing or this kind of freezing happens when I when I don't move you know like I've had that album a, a, longer than I should have not to say not to use shoulds or you know but I was kind of I couldn't figure out or should I release it this way or should I all of these thinking and practical and logic and and then freezing uh so it's interesting like that line of uh long for something close to heal a hole in my heart 
I know I yeah it's it sounds like it's a breakup song <laughs> you know it's not though I'll I'll go back to I'll go back to my own whiteboard with with my own ideas of the album <laughs> <laughs> but that's it you know it could be someone else listen to it you know that's okay for bringing us home is the next song this is the first guitar based song on the album are you very much a piano keyboards driven songwriter creative writer how often would you go to the guitar because this has a different sound this sounds different to what we've heard before as well yeah it does not often i wouldn't i wouldn't have much confidence in myself at the guitar i would more often go towards the piano yeah or just towards singing and i i do remember the day of recording this one like really just there was a guitar there and really kind of we were just you know sitting playing and i sang that and it would have been very you know he said he said oh look can we record that one and i said yeah great and you know so that was done pretty quickly that song uh there's a few bits in it that remind me of um did you ever read john o'donoghue he's a there was a book of his called anam cara it's lovely he was in i think he came from county clare i could be wrong now limerick clare i'll ask my dad but he he has these kind of blessings in Irish sometimes in English there would be you know blessings for a journey or blessings for grief or blessings for a friendship and may the clay dance beneath your feet now I know that's there's, there's something like that I'd better check it but I remember reading a few of them um, being quite drawn to it so those ideas would have found their way into that song I remember this is just after coming into my head Years ago, talking to Donal uh, Deneen about Rady Pete's voice. Uh, I don't know Rady now, just, just listening to the records. But uh, I remember her saying, uh, him saying, she's got a voice that would call a ship home to shore. She thought it was good and accurate. <laughs> and I think in that song, yeah, just the feeling of, again, on a journey or out at sea or where's the lighthouse or where's your landmarks and and where where's home and who's who's home and these kind of things we're on to the second half of the album now it seems like this side is a lot more happier joyful sounding we'll work through the songs i mean that idea seems there straight away with the track called fly like a bird i mean just like the title itself makes me think you know freer happier up above yeah that's not a conscious break now of of uh two energies but yeah yeah i suppose i suppose you're right i i find that one quite joyful to fly like a bird one actually i know it's quite soft and it's just a piano and there's another friend of mine doing trumpets too but yeah lightness is that's a good word you put on it there and and this you kind of explained the recording process of this song earlier that you didn't realize that it had been recorded um when when something like that happens did you listen to it straight away and you're like that sounds amazing i don't need to do another take or do you do that thing where you do another 20 takes and you're like actually yeah the first one i can't ever imagine myself saying that <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not but that was a good time for somebody else to not take control of it but you know, he just recorded it and he said, I'd like to use this. Is that OK? I remember saying, are you sure? Do you want me to do it again? Do you want me to sit down and properly get ready and sing it? And he said, no, like just it's the, a habit. 
you know, relax. So that was good that somebody else was there to kind of guide the ship and uh, so that I didn't start trying to restart the ship, return around, go again. And, you know, maybe I should have done this or maybe I should have done that. The fact that he, by the time I started wondering all those things, he had already taken it and gone. was good. <laughs> yeah. And same with Tr- Trevor, the man who was passing and heard it. And yeah, it was kind of comical. You know, he was walking by with a trumpet in his hands. I said, oh, can I can I do this? And I said, yeah, of course. I knew who they were after I kind of copped. I've listened to this guy, you know. I had just never seen them. I didn't know what they looked like. But afterwards, I kind of I know I've listened to songs that they they're on, these guys. Uh, and that was cool too. This was at the funk house, was it? In yeah. 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 It was a good lesson too, you know, a good lesson in you don't have to try and re-record it and do it again and to get this bit and, you know, just leave it. I won't say another word Until this one has been heard I won't make another sound Until I've found a way To fly like a bird To fly like a bird No wondering why Like a bird No tears in my eyes Due to her No, no tears at all Tell me about Sweet Day, which again, another really joyous sounding song. Tell me about maybe some of the ideas behind this one. That was like Willie was brilliant for that because I, I can't play a lot of you know, say Willie plays the drums or I don't I don't play the drums, but I remember recording myself banging, literally banging pots and pans on the kitchen table and shaking salt things and saying, It's something like this. Can you hear it? <laughs> because it was in my head. I didn't know how to communicate it. And, that, you know, I didn't have my own little recording setup at the time. So it was purely me trying to get this to him, uh, all of the percussion parts. And I would just be, you know, hitting stuff and banging, you know. And it was great because he he started playing and he'd say, is it like, is this what it is in your head? And the relief, it was lovely. I said, yes, buddy. that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, great. Uh, yeah, a lot of it was like that, you know. Like, for instance, we I remember he had his grandmother's scarf in the studio, this big, really long, thick, heavy woolen scarf, and he would tie knots in it and stand back away from the drums and then throw the scarf so it would hit the cymbal a certain way. And You know, we were just like kids playing, but certain elements like that helped. So, yeah, he's amazing. He was just brilliant. Brilliant fella. Can you hear that sound of the scarf on the drums? Like, on I the- can. No yeah. one else. You know, me and Willie will know. Uh, <laughs> I'll I think... listen back to it and, and see if I can hear it. <laughs> you know, the the creative act that Rick Rubin's book or the, the uh, it's a lovely book. But there's a sentence that I must send that to Willie because he was like, there are things that you will spend hours on. And you will know and care about them. And nobody else is going to notice what this is. So that would be one of those <laughs> moments. Yeah. But they're good to have for fun. Mm-hmm. 
living, all is forgiven. I was just giving this a little time. I'm not a speaker, but I did find these words, and if they should move you, they're yours, not mine. I will be honest, I am sometimes on this kind of train that has no track. I bought a ticket, but I did not keep it. I am not going straight, but I'm not going back. Oh Man is the next song. Again, another really playful kind of a song. It's one of the singles as well that you've released uh, from the album. Do you want to talk about that one? I remember writing it and then I I didn't like it. <laughs> if I'm not, you know, I don't know if you're supposed to say that. Yeah, I wasn't drawn to it and I couldn't figure out why. And I realized it was because it was this feeling of asking everybody for advice, asking everyone, what you know, what should I do or what do you think uh, permission all this kind of stuff and then it was only I suppose when I came back to it from the angle of you're also asking yourself like you're also wondering talking to your own instinct to your own intuition and saying well what do you think you know or not what do you think what do you feel so yeah I I guess yeah sometimes I don't know how I feel about that one oh so you you still haven't like fully come around to it I remember put when I went out and and, and uh, somebody wrote to me saying, somebody whose music I like a lot, wrote saying, I love this. I said, really? <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay as well. I'm sure, I could, you know, you can, you can, you don't fall out with songs. But yeah, I've come and gone with that one a little bit, actually. That's interesting. It's good to hear her to say that as well. Like, you know, you, uh, some some people might, you know, Try and bullshit you or something, saying like these are the best songs of you know I've ever written or something. But it's yeah, it's yeah. interesting to hear people say that like you know, umming and awing about a track even yeah. even at this stage sort of a thing. It's interesting. I think the fact that it confused me a little bit was also part of the reason to well then put it there because maybe you know just if I'm not um, yeah I don't know. It's interesting because it's definitely one I tried to get rid of a few times, actually. Um, and maybe the my friends that I play with heard it. So can we play this one? And I'd always reluctantly do it. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously something in it for me. Take a good look at this face. I think it's changing. Take a good look at this place. I think I'm leaving I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know I once did but this was such a long time ago Take a good look at this floor It's covered in letters He wrote down when he swore not forget her I don't know where the time went no I don't know I don't know where the mind went no I don't know oh man oh man oh man tell me what to do don't you walk away from me when I'm trying to speak with you 
good look at this life because it should not be ending. Sunshine is the second last song on the album. The intro, the very start of it, makes me think of uh, Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. I don't know if they're an influence on you, but tell me maybe more about the influences that you have on this album, maybe more in general. I know that you mentioned Leonard Cohen as well earlier. Yeah, there's a lot. There's an awful lot, and maybe they're not obvious ones. Uh, and I can't remember the name of... Uh, can I look up what I was listening to? It might be... like The influences might come from elsewhere, like the John O'Donoghue poem I was talking about earlier on. Um, that would be a, a big influence or a lot of oral music, a lot of, um, let me think, Lady Smith, Lady Smith Black Mambazo. You'd know it, I'd say, if you heard it. Just pure joy singing, like all joy singing. I think they sang in the Graceland album. A, a lot of that sort of stuff, I think, found its way in and yeah I think like that sunshine song or that sweet day song was me like with this kind of very joyful feeling singing it or trying to communicate this to Willie who would then pick up different instruments and play it and say is this what it is you know and and sometimes I'd say no it's not that it was like um it was lovely. It was like being kids, you know, and he'd pick up this and he played it. Is it, do you mean this? And yes, <laughs> that's it. Let's go that way. And so the influence was, was very feeling driven and say with the sunshine one. Yeah. Just very playful aspect of it. I suppose uh, I'm drawn to that, which I know is a different answer to these are the people that influenced this or you know, because yeah, for sure. Like I love Leonard Cohen and I love Tom Waits and, and I love, there's a, a, a Lisa O'Neill stuff or Neve Regan stuff. I love all of this stuff. So I guess that's a different answer to, yeah, here's a, here's a list of people I was listening to at the time. But I think I was also listening to the feeling of something or listening to what. It's also interesting that Willie, like our, our first language, like it really comes from Germany. And so we have different first languages. So we didn't get caught up too much in words actually it's just more gestures and you know good way to work and finally songbirds lovely harp in this lovely slow build towards like a big crescendo it sounds like a natural closer on the album i'm guessing again you might have had a lot of fun in the studio coming up with this one did you yeah so this one was one of the ones we did in dublin songbirds and teddy's song i think the reason for that was maybe playing a few gigs with my friends here or you know playing a few shows and this feeling of when you play a song live a few times a few things kind of happen and you think oh that's that was nice there or you know maybe we'll try and record it that way so for this one yeah it would have been in in dublin and it was fun yeah the the big crescendo thing is lots of fun to head towards Again, uh, I remember trying to describe what was in my head to my friend who's playing the drums. And uh, <laughs> I tried to use me. They're all very, you know, they're also kind of classically or jazz trained musicians and with, you know, proper language on it, formal music language. But I said to him, 
I want you to play the drums like you're a huge whale uh, in the ocean, moving really, really slowly. And then to, and then when you rise, this, this is what's in my head, you know, and that, that is it, you know, when he does that, then, uh, so now he doesn't, if we're playing it now, he'd be a great man for not knowing the names of the songs, but he'd be, what are we? Oh, the whale one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. The whale, <laughs> whale in this song. So he's a different kind of animal. In different songs. Yeah. Song whales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and just like that, we're at the end of the album. How how did it feel kind of talking through them all if you hadn't maybe thought about them in a while or you didn't have, have the track listing in front of you? Do you enjoy going through the album? Like you're happy with the work? It's interesting because like part of your brain, or part of me is definitely like, does this make any sense? You know, there was a few times I was talking there and like does this sound like I'm deliberately being a bit obscure to be kind of you know oh I don't know and it just comes from somewhere it's not that you know so there's definitely a little bit of that a bit like are you deliberately talking around a thing you know which I'm not Uh, I think it's because sometimes it can be hard to put words on a thing that for me exists like there's a reason it's not words you know and so, yeah, I guess I was kind of hope that while we were talking through it, I was hoping, I hope this makes some kind of sense. Or, and if it doesn't, that's fine as well. I know that. No, look, I enjoyed hearing about the creative process. I'm going to go throw a scarf at a couple of things now and see what, see what kind of a sound they make. I'm interested. Uh, listen, thanks a million for chatting. Uh, obviously, I think the album sounds really, really great. I think it sounds really joyous uplifting as well so uh congratulations thank you very much thanks for the chat my body turned into a frame framed her beauty and her soul and as the light came in the window Thank you.
Other 